1: Welcome to and John's La Liga weekly European not-quite-so-special midweek preview show. Last week I assured the Madrid-Easters your side was facing a fluffy cloud of an Ajax team that could be swatted away with contempt. And I was nearly right. Uh, Perhaps more predictable was that the first ever Eurovar came down in Madrid's favour. A confusing but probably correct decision to disallow an Ajax goal. And those pesky Europeans even went as far as explaining why and drawing lines on the screen. It'll never catch on in Spain. (laughs) Four of the five Spanish clubs that played last week won. Betis were the most interesting, a 3-3 draw at Rennes. The sort of shambles we demand of Quique Setien's sides. Celtic forgot they weren't playing in the Scottish League and gave Valencia a goal start by all running out of the defence for no apparent reason. Sevilla (laughs) won away to Lazio, showing La Liga is better than Serie A, much to the relief of 11 sports. Even Villarreal (laughs) won. And this week, Barca will have to wake themselves up to travel to Lyon on Tuesday, and every sensible observer is predicting a goal fest as Atleti host Juventus. Uh, Terry Gibson is still in Barcelona from this weekend's exhausting marathon uh, session of watching Spanish football. Uh, Terry, should we look backwards, first of all, that Real Madrid game? Um, Dangers of of watching. I basically watched Ajax against final. They were a shambles, uh, but they they really gave Real Madrid uh, a good go. Personally, I think it helped that Real Madrid were lacking in energy and you, you lack energy against a very young, energetic team that takes a lot of gambles, that presses all over the pitch, and you you're inviting trouble and they very nearly got it.
0: And also Ajax must have felt though they, they were underdogs, um, and the field they had nothing to lose. So it was they didn't sit back, they weren't cautious, didn't nothing negative about the performance of Ajax. And it actually is it ends up being a, a quite remarkable victory for for Real Madrid. Um, in really difficult circumstances, you could argue that Ajax deserved more from the game. Um, but unfortunately, the harsh realities are that Real Madrid do tend to have these performances in Europe. They might be below par, um, but somehow always seem to come through. So you look at a really tough game for them in, in the first league away from home. A lot of people argue, though, they, they've got the, the rubber to green by winning by two goals to one. But you do feel now that the you know, the the result from that first leg will clearly favour them going into the Bernabeu, and it might just be a touch easier um, in the second leg for Real Madrid. but it might be a little bit harder for Ajax, but certainly Ajax gave them more than they're scared. Out totally outplayed them, particularly the first half. I mean, they were just sensational to watch. So it was it was tough on Ajax.
1: Uh, Real Madrid at their worst, though, wasn't it? They were slow to the ball, you, you, you know, and and Casemiro plodding around. And when they when they attacked, they I thought they attacked with some purpose, but for, for for too long they were really pressed back. I suppose the 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 flip of that is the 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 goal that they they hit them on. It looked like a break actually. If you sh- when you see this on the news, you know they show you ten seconds of a goal. It looks like it was on the break, but in reality, Real Madrid had had the ball for a couple of minutes. And Modric played around. They, they pressed him. He was skillful enough to play it out. They played down Vinicius, down the left flank uh, and across and then a, a super finish. That's the danger, isn't it? When you energetically press a very good team, that they've got the ability to hold that ball and, and play around you, play through you and then and then create clear chances.
0: And change the, the pace when it finally gets into the important areas. And Vinicius does that. It's a brilliant finish from Benzmo, I have to say. But, no, it, it was tough. But... Uh, it, you, you kind of get the, the feeling in that game that it was inevitable that that was going to happen, that Ajax play all this attacking football, they're exciting to watch, and then Real Madrid suddenly on the counter-attack, the chance they get, they take, and, and the game turns completely in their favour. But, I mean, they're, they're not European champions for the last three years and four times out the last five without having that sort of know-how and knowledge. It was just surprising that that's. I think Vinicius has certainly given him a different dimension, hasn't he? Even despite the fact that that Gareth Bell's in amongst the squad. um, To have this youngster that's willing to run at pace with the ball, he's not entirely sure that every time he does it, he knows what he's doing. But there's certainly an end product with him. And and Benzema in particular look to have linked up really well now. Uh,
1: got a question from Jordan. Will Real Madrid now target the Champions League?
0: Yeah, I think they, they have. Well, in saying that, they're still in the top of their reign, in good shape in that against Barcelona as well, after joining the first leg of the camp now. So they, 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 I think they go into the second leg as favourites with home advantage. So that would be a tournament they also want to do better in them than what they've done in recent seasons. And that's been Barcelona's property over the last seven or eight years as well. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, it, it's somehow a manager, with it's Solari, it wasn't Lopez long enough. Somehow a manager has, has got to make them more competitive in in domestic league as well. It's it's not it it, it must be, be interesting to know from a Real Madrid supporters perspective whether they're entirely happy with the fact that Barcelona rule rule the roost domestically and is the Champions League season after season, or do they is is that enough to satisfy them or do they want you know as well I'd, I'd imagine they want to as well. Um, be really challenging Barcelona more nine point gap again now. So if there's any title that they're going to win this season, then they they certainly going to have to focus on the Champions League. Good shape against Ajax. I expect them to go through now.
1: Uh, last one. Looking back on that game, uh, what would Barca fans have made of Frankie de Jong?
0: Same as any other player, and there's a lot of IX players that that people are interested in. De Ligt is another one. You can see why the big clubs are interested in him as as well. We know they get a fantastic back backgrounds when they, they brought up his younger players, uh, Ajax and De Jong was brought into the club a bit later than the others that we normally see come through the ranks. But no, I think, and, and we know the association with Barcelona and Dutch players, um, players from Ajax in particular, but Johan Cruyff and the history that they've got between the two clubs. So a lot to look forward to for, for him joining the club, that's for sure.
1: And I, I liked... Uh van der Beek as well as as the the Dutch yeah. called him as well. I thought he was actually he was he's really eye-catching in the in that midfield as well. Uh right let's let's look ahead to let's let's do the, the Europa League before we look ahead to the Champions League because we can discuss the the results that have gone as well. Um Celtic against Valencia you said you thought Valencia would have too much. Uh and so it proved. Good good performance by Valencia wasn't it? They they were the better team weren't they against Celtic? Yes,
0: they were. And I think we saw the, 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 the a difference in quality as well, if I'm being brutally honest, which isn't surprising. I mean, Valencia is still, uh, although it's, it's toiling a bit this season, they're still one of the bigger clubs in Spain. Um, a good budget. They've attracted good players. Um, and uh, and it's, if you compare that to the budget that budget Celtic have had and Brendan Rodgers, um, that's hence the reason I made Valencia favourites. But it, it was a really solid performance. Um, Ruben Sabrina looks an, an interesting signing, a player that's never really nailed down a position in any club that he's been at in terms of being a regular choice. Never sure whether he's a centre forward or a wide player. My preference would be as a central striker. Um, so Valencia, that's an interesting sign Didn't play nil for an amount of money for him, um, and he certainly he played well in that game against Celtic, and uh, they were the convincing winners. And they haven't wrapped it up yet. There's still work to do, but it would be a huge surprise if Celtic somehow find their way back into the tie now.
1: Uh, Wednesday, uh, it's Severe against Lazio because the the authorities have no sense of humour. They didn't want to put them on the same night as Betis playing against Rennes. So it was it a was good, good scoreline, wasn't it? Ben Yedder? 1-0 win for Severe away to Lazio.
0: Oh, it's a brilliant, brilliant scoreline. And, um, uh, I think to... In the, the game on Sunday, Sevilla, that was their 42nd game of the season. Hmm. Pablo Machin, in charge of Girona last season, played 40 in total. <laughs> when I saw him interviewed after the defeat of vrl he looked personally like he'd played in all 42 <laughs> the whole 90 minutes. And that is my, my concern. They've got a number of injuries. They need to get people back fit. Munir played at the weekend's. He needs to contribute to help share the load with Ben Yedder and Andre Silva. Um, it's I, I've been concerned that Severe if they can get half a dozen players back from injury that they've they've had in, in recent weeks, then it will help their cause. Um, but the problem is their strongest eleven is their best eleven. That so oh. team would clearly like to play them week in week out, wouldn't he? But when you've already played forty two. You're not going to be able to, to keep doing that for another 20-odd games by the looks of it. So it's, it's a difficult one. But uh, how they can find a way back in, I don't know, resting players and maintaining the same level.
1: Uh, Villarreal won away to Sporting. That was a, a terrific scoreline as well, wasn't it? Uh, Pedrata with a goal and he got one uh, at the weekend as well in that convincing win against Sevilla. Uh, Kieran's asking, uh, will uh, Villarreal build on this? What's changed since the coach came back? It Obviously, it's not a question you, know, you normally ask, is it? What's the coach... Uh, what's, what's he brought back with no. it after six weeks off?
0: Uh, the second era <laughs> of Javier AK with a seven-week break in between... It, it, well, he is playing three at the back now. That That's a clear change. Um, but I think Luis Garcia-Plaza tried that as well. I think it was just a question of him trying everything different every single game. Um, and Bakker and be have ended up a partnership up front in the the, the win against Sevilla. Uh, I was surprised they got the win midweek in the the Europa League, which sets them up well for the second leg at home. So perhaps that win, the surprising win against Sporting Lisbon, just gave them a little bit of a boost going into the game against Sevilla. And and it it, it, it shouldn't be a surprise that VRL are beating Sevilla at home, beating Sporting Lisbon away. That's more like what we normally expect from VRL. So it was a... An outstanding win for them, and as I say, a big surprise. But now we would like to think maybe that Virel turned the corner under the the newish manager, that we turned Kayeka and and moving in the right direction now.
1: Uh, Betis got a three-all draw, they were three-one down, weren't they? So good resilience to come back. You know, they're hard to predict, aren't they, Betis?
0: Yeah, were two-nil down after nine minutes, and then Junior Firpo. Gets an injury, which appears to be quite serious. Is going to keep him out for a few months. So that's that's a big loss to them. Um, their squad is is maybe at the moment is is in better shape than the in terms of they haven't played as many games. They have a, they do appear to have numbers in, in fit in, in terms of the Kike setting can rotate it around, and I'm not sure there's evidence yet of the strongest lineup from Kike setting. There's a few players that we think. In big games, we, we know we'll kind of play, but in general, it, it's I don't think we've yet come to realize the consistent strongest lineup from Kike City, and so I think that's evidence that he has about 22 players, 23 players, outfield players that he can use can trust. Um, and that's that's serving him better. But to be 2 0 down away from home after nine minutes, losing an important player, to be 3 1 down, running out of time. To come back and get the three-three draw. Um, is a, a, a really good performance for a, a, a away leg in a Europa League tie, and I, it should see them set set up nicely to 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 wrap things up in the second leg at home.
1: And then uh, Champions League. So Tuesday is Lyon against Barcelona. Lyon in decent form uh, in the French league. They won two-one against Guingamp, but the weekend uh, Moussa and Dembele uh that the the young musa Dembele uh scored yeah. five in his last eight games um you obviously barca have greater quality uh, you know they they've got the world stars and all of that they need to improve on what they did the weekend and they luis suarez came on and played like he was wearing flippers again uh um, <laughs> messi <laughs> I, I I just wonder whether Messi will ever get a rest. I thought, you, you, you know, they they weren't great. He wasn't great. He looked a bit tired at the weekend. And it's such, it's such an important game. They, they can't afford to mess this up.
0: No, this is where this season, I mean, with a nine-point lead over Real Madrid and a healthy lead over second place Atletico was the lead over Atletico. Seven. seven points over Atletico. It's, it's set up nicely now for them to have a real good go. I think, in general, this season, Valverde has made sure that players, the, the the strongest team have rested more than they did certainly last season. I, I think it was a valid criticism last year that he went all out to win the league, to win the Copa del Rey. We saw them playing week in, week out. He was reluctant to use the fringe players. But I think uh, I did see a statistic recently where players like Rakitic and Messi, Busquets, have played significantly less this season than last season. Now, I'm not even entirely convinced that was the reason they lost to Roma last year. I think it was just they won the first leg comfortably, took their foot off the pedal, tried to be complacent in the second leg and came up against a team that was got an early goal and was on fire. and um, Barcelona just couldn't turn around that form in, in that particular game and got over a run. So I think he's tried his best this year to try and keep it fresh because he knows the criticism is, is going to come to him again if they fail in this competition. Do I see him failing against Lyon? There's some familiar faces. Nabil Fakir who's been sought after by all due respect, bigger clubs than Lyon across Europe. Memphis Depay, the former Manchester United player. You mentioned the young Moussa Dembele, Celtic and Fulham. Jason Denier, Man City and Chelsea. And Diop, the Celtic Ego player, is is part of their midfield. So, some familiar faces, but when I look at the standard of those players, it doesn't match up to the standard of, of Barcelona. So, the third in the league, and 13 points behind PSG and behind Lille in second, I would imagine it it could be tough. Barcelona will certainly have to play better than they have done in the last four games. Um, Three draws and stumbling across a win against uh, Vidal last weekend in in La Liga. Um, Can they turn that form again? I suspect the answer is probably yes. Um, I think their focus can afford now to be on on the Champions League with the, the gap they have at the top of La Liga now.
1: Uh, which leaves us one tie to discuss. I hesitate to call it the glamour tie, but it's, in some ways it is. It's <laughs> Atleti against <laughs> Juve, uh, and it's 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 <laughs> really it's really not going to be three uh, three.
0: I know. I, I've said I've laughed and said it's going to be two new draws and penalties, but I think that's being flip. And uh, I think when you look at the, the the two teams now, Juventus, it's been a they are defensively. Absolutely superb. But they should be like likes of Chiellini and Bonucci there as well. And then, you see, one of the important players, I think, and I'm not, Ronaldo is a given. He's, he's going to yeah. be hugely important in this game. But every time I see Juventus play, the one player that stands out for me is a former Atletico Madrid player, and that's Menzukic. Mm-hmm. He plays up front. He's, he's fulfilling the Benzema role for Ronaldo. So he's happy to go wherever... Ronaldo isn't and it's not unusual to see him running up and down the wing and, he's, and then he's playing centre forward, he's dropping deep, he's chasing back so that, that's going to be interesting to see how Atletico Madrid come up against one of those players that I've talked about on previous podcasts that didn't stay long at Atletico and the Simeone but, and I, I think Juventus have got enough attacking talent to suggest that they are capable of scoring goals Dybala looks in better form now um, they can't, you know. Of course, you you imagine Ronaldo is, is going to be, you know, <laughs> itching to do well with some sort of return playing against Spanish opponents. And then when you look at Atletico Madrid now, you know, Griezmann, Morata, Costa, uh, Thomas Lamadas, attacking players there. So I think that we, we're sort of looking stereotype of Italian team and Juventus that you know don't concede goals, but don't score many. The Atletico Madrid of Simeone has changed. They are, you know, still pretty successful i mean europa league winners from last season they still compete regularly against barcelona and real madrid but it isn't the semi-only team that we've we've associated with over the years so they're, for instance they are conceding goals from set pieces and stuff like that they you know it's a, it's a different group of players and and they have to evolve he has to be a Major part in making sure they do evolve as a group of players, the likes of Rodrigo. Saul, I know he's been knocking around the team for a while, and Coke, but it's not Thiago and it's not Gabby and it's not Juan Fran and Felipe, a regular basis playing in the fullback positions. It's not Raul Garcia playing off of Diego Costa. It's a whole different group of players. So there is the potential there for to be goals. Um, so I'm going to go for a 5 4 Atletico Madrid win against you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, what will they do tactically, though, Terry? With with this one, uh, Juve aren't really a front foot kind of team, are they? Even when they're playing in Serie A, they it, it's quite controlled football, isn't it? You, you they they don't rip into teams. They they sort of trust themselves to retain possession because their midfield is so skillful, and they they trust that there will be goals to come because, uh, obviously, Ronaldo's. Doing what he does, and, and as you say, he's got you know, good support from Mandzukic, and to a lesser degree, I suppose to Dybala uh, This season, a terrifically talented player, uh, though he is. There's neither of the teams seem to be the natural one to to, to really take the game to the other.
0: No, I, I think when you look at. The, I think you are at home in the First League, and they will be scared stiff of conceding a goal. Mm. So that will, I think, dictate the, the style from Simeone. I think Simeone would, would probably accept a nil-nil yeah. in the first leg at home. And in the hope that his team can go away and, and steal an away goal, and then Juventus have to get two. So I think it, it, it's, it's really important that let's come Do approach the first leg in a, a sort of positive manner with the right, the appropriate amount of attacking players on the pitch. But I think utmost it must be in their mind, Simeone's to, to keep a clean sheet. So it's going to be a cagey affair, the first league, that's for sure. And I think Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldo Juventus, I'm calling Juventus Ronaldo <laughs> FC. Juventus <clears throat> are a team that they can they can mix it up. They can play possession football, uh, uh, like you know, mentioned, the defenders and how strong they are defensively. Dominant in Italian football. For, for seven or eight years now, and dominant again this season. They're in the perfect position. I think they're out of the Coppa Italia. They're romping it in, in Serie A, so they're set up nicely to have a real challenge in the Champions League. They're many people's favourites to win it this season because of the signing of Ronaldo. Um, but this is going to be a tough one, and, and we shouldn't get the finals in Atletico, Atletico Stadium. So that's going to be motivation for Atletico Madrid, who probably, likewise, out of the Coppa del Rey probably Simeone knows it's an outside chance that they can catch Barcelona, uh, despite them to play them again this season. And the the Atletico Madrid, I think their focus now is to try and be hosts, be the home team in a Champions League final where they've just come up short in recent seasons, both times against Real Madrid. Can they go on better and win it in their own stadium? So this is a, a, a really tough one to call. If I, I, one of the issues I might bring up is, is I think with Juventus, with the goalkeeper they've got, Chesney, I'm not sure that's going to be enough to win a Champions League. I think it's the one possible weakness and it, in the fine margins that you come into in this tournament, in the, particularly in the later stages, then that might be an issue with Juventus. And I'm still surprised that with the money they've bought, the, the money they've spent, the players they've got, that they've ended up with Arsenal's goalkeeper that they were quite prepared to allow to leave and He's playing on a regular basis for Juventus. So little margins like that might prove to be the difference. You'd rather have a black and gold and Volcet Chesney. So there's, there's not a lot to call between these two. Uh,
1: well, enjoy the game. because it could be uh, the Juve's recce for the final, couldn't it? Uh, at the uh, Metropolitano. But we, we, yeah. shall, we shall see. So uh, enjoy your European football this week, everybody. Uh, round of La Liga to come next weekend. So Terry will be back uh, with me. Uh, looking across the table all of that Uh, so another podcast to come at the weekend we'll see you for that bye bye